In this episode of New Abolitionist Radio, Tag and I spoke with Deja, who is the fiancé of Ramsey Order. Deja gave us an update on Ramsey's case to continue mistreatment by prison guards who write him up for imagined and minor infractions, resulting in torture by way of solitary confinement. Deja also shared with us the mental toll the ordeal has taken on Ramsey and his family since the fateful day he filmed the manslaughter of Eric Gardner by NYPD officers. We are very grateful to have Deja with us on New Abolitionist Radio for this broadcast. And we were looking for Deja to provide us all with some updates on how our comrade Ramsey Orda is doing inside. Uh, we recently had a health care with regard to Ramsey Orda. He is, of course, the individual who uh, had the courage to document the murder uh, by the NYPD on Staten Island of one Eric Garner going on six years ago and has been facing repression uh, ever since. And so um, we're very grateful to have Deja on the line with us here on New Abolitionist Radio to give us an update on uh, how is Ramsey Order doing. We know that there was a, a possible uh, COVID concern that, that uh, he was taken to the infirmary. So could you just start us out by introducing yourself and updating us on how uh, Ramsey Order is doing health-wise? Um, my name is Deja, and... Um... As of right now, he's doing okay. The issue was at the time that um, he had a bit of a high-grade fever. He had a some body, you know, body aches and chills. Um, he said he was coughing a little bit. You know, basically all the possible um, symptoms of the COVID disease. So what happened was they came that day, uh, which were kind of um, <laughs> lucky because on other instances they just don't come right away they come when they want so um they came and the nurse gave him the um, nose swab and they took it to the lab and everything three days later it came back with negative um but um they so-called had him like quarantined and like his cell or whatever um but since then i mean health-wise he's okay as of right now um you know, that's not even the, right now, that situation is, is said and done, and it's just a whole another host of issues added on to uh, that scare. So that's pretty much it, though, about, uh, basically revolving around the, the COVID um, scare. Well, definitely, it's, it's great news to hear that, that it wasn't uh, this virus that's been going around, and especially on the inside has been uh, extremely uh, virulent and, and dangerous given the conditions that are inside. But you started to speak to some of the other issues that have been longstanding for Ramsey on the inside, uh, transfers all, all over the place, um, often to farther and farther distant facilities and, and uh, prison plantations, uh, all sorts of um, abuses on the inside and repression and of course you know, this is seen from the slave patrollers and these overseers as uh, vengeance, you know, for, for what uh, Ramsey was willing to stand up and do. So could you could you let us know what are some of the other concerns that you started to speak to uh, right now and moving forward? And could you give us a, a, a bit of a sense of the kinds of um, attacks and repression that he's faced over the course of these years now that he's been inside? I mean, Ramsey has endured constant harassment, target, targeting. Um, 
I mean, just being neglected, uh, getting his privileges revoked. Um, he's got numerous, like, it's just it's such, an, such an extensive list of tickets that they write up, you know, when you're not doing something, quote-unquote, that they want you to do. Um, Ramsey's been going through these issues and trials and tribulations ever since he stepped foot on Rocket Island. So this started from the beginning, beginning. I mean, we just, the they just hit the ground running in the beginning. Um, on the island, which I'm sure, you know, everybody kind of knows, but he was basically almost poisoned um, by rat poison, poisoning. Um, that situation, you know, I'm pretty sure people know about, but if you don't, you know, he was to go eat. Um, at child time, um, some of the inmates around him became gravely ill. And, um, you know, he was in the midst of it. Like, he was eating, but he didn't eat, a, you know, like enough, a substantial enough for him to actually get sick. Because once he saw other inmates and what symptoms they were having at the time, it was like, whoa, like, all of us are eating. And then it just so happens that everybody's getting ill. Um, so he was able to um, dodge that bullet. And then moving forward, as you said, it's just been a whole, whole lot of transferring from all over the world, upstate, um, different counties, different, different cities. This, like, it's just, it's just, it's just been continuously place to place to place to place. And um, it's just, it, it bothers some because, you know, we know that all of this is happening because of what he did. You know what I mean? I mean. CEOs tell him when he gets there, we know who you are, we know what you did, or, you know, you think you somebody because, you know, you have a lot of supporters and things of that nature. Um, he's been physically abused. They have put their hands on him before in altercations. Um, verbally abused, just continuously mentally abused. Like, what we don't understand is, for me, they are already, you know, inmates are already caged in, you know. A lot of them do the farms, but, you know, quote unquote, they do when they talk. I'm not saying that they should get privileges, but my thing is with that is, why put them in solitary confinement? They already are being you know, um, taken away and stripped of, you know, their rights out because of what they did, which is understandable. But the person in solitary is it's a mental thing. I mean, it 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 breaks you. Um, it definitely your mind is just I don't know, your mind gets corrupted and you just end there and just thinking and thinking and you come out of yourself for maybe an hour if that, you know what I mean? And so it's just like you're already blocked off from the world. You're already not able to do anything on your own time and or things that I need to so it's like why 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 do that? Why why further the um punishments and consequences just because of the alleged times that inmates are not doing what you want to do or quote-unquote threatening you or you know anything they choose choose to make up um but Ramsey presently is this time this facility that he's in some state correctional facility this has been the worst I mean the worst by far of his treatment um he's got his tickets of course so where he's at right now he's in solitary confinement right now as we speak um it's going to be going on about three months or so since he's, since he's been in there um and since he's been in solitary confinement i mean they've deprived him of food um they they have you know he he it's certain materials they're supposed to be able to get that they that they um you know that they're um accustomed to getting you know what i mean and so 
this particular time, Ramsey had like his hand through the slot because he was asking for his items. So one of the CEOs basically like slammed, like was basically pushing his hand, um, closing the gate, like to push push it towards his hand, and basically it was like, oh, um, you want you want these materials, and he's like, you know, give them to me, like I'm supposed to give them, and basically almost like I guess the CEO to. I don't know, break Ramsey's hand if he didn't take his hand on and stuff like that. It's just little things like that, which aren't little, but I mean, opposed to getting threatened um, and basically telling him that he'll be lucky to make it home. Um, once the old told him that they actually had the virus and they hope he contracts it, um, they called him, <laughs> they called him very very vulgar names i mean the things that i don't want to say on here because they're just like it is it's nasty and disgusting you know um and you know they use a racial a racial word you know against him which i'm pretty sure i'm thinking you know everybody knows what i'm talking about um and they know because you know we have a big fan base room we have a lot of supporters and we update supporters continuously about his treatment what he's going through what's going on so this these people they know like this this instance too one of them told him um you know we we see your page we see you writing about us and you know he was saying like that at the same time they were bringing him his food so after they said you know we know you we know what you did you know you a snitch and since you want to be a snitch um you can eat my and it's, it's an obscene word you know it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a body part um so i'll just leave it at that but i mean yeah and it's just like it's, it's scary because they continuously do it you know we've been calling osi which is the investigation unit that's supposed to come down there and investigate every time you know the paint made um we call the jail constantly we actually speak to you know warden sergeants lieutenants on a constant basis we have a lot of emails to people that we're emailing telling them what's going on with them um we have petitions we've had up we we have a um on his support page we just have everything and anything going through and what we would like to be what we'd like for people to help us with um but like i said this 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 experience here at this jail is just it's just it's sickening it's sickening it's absurd like you know you don't hear i'm not gonna say you never hear about stuff like this but it's like you know political prisoners they get it the hardest you know what i mean and we know this we can tell you know we can tell that there's no it's no question it's no doubt about it and um you can tell it's, it's, it's visible they don't try to hide it they don't try to sugarcoat it it's just they go all out when they know what you did or what you're a part of or what you witnessed you know so it's just sickening you know uh, Ramsey has gotten tickets over his hair being in certain kind of braids he's gotten tickets because the bottom of his pants weren't hemmed up enough like I mean it's just it's 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 minuscule these things that they're just giving him tickets for you know they're just trying to provoke him and antagonize him and put him through the ringer you know so um for the most part that's pretty much it you know um like I said it's just it's, it's, it's a lot you know I mean just yesterday I was on the phone with him and they're supposed to get three it's mandatory right now they get three calls a week and you know each call you know you, you get an hour on the phone so me and Ramsey have went through the first 30 minutes of the call and so this um, CEO came up to him and told him to get off the phone. 
So he's telling them, like, we're supposed to get, you know, this time, this, you know. And they're like, oh, well, you already was on the phone um, for too long. And he's like, what are you talking about? I just was on one phone call. This is my last phone call. And, you know, he proceeded to walk away. And, you know, I mean, we wanted to get in the rest of the time. But it's just little things like that. Like, it's just like, why? You know what I mean? Like, why? Why is this all happening? Why are y'all doing this? Why are y'all making this man's, you know, life harder than what it already is? Um, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scotty here. Thank you again for joining us here on New Abolitionist Radio. A uh, few quick questions. Did I hear correctly that he has been in solitary confinement for three months now? Three straight months? Yes, almost, yeah, almost three months, yeah. Yeah, and so the international community uh, looks at solitary confinement as a form of torture. Uh, scientists, mm-hmm. med- medical people, psychiatrists have deemed it to be torture. And, you know, the prisoners themselves have uh, called for into solitary confinement. I'm talking about just prisoners of jails and uh, prisons who participated in many strikes in the past. But that's one of their core demands is that uh, solitary confinement be ended because it is torture. So let's let's just not mince any words. Um, Mr. Order is being tortured uh, right now. Um, Now, also... um, Two quick questions, and I can understand is because he has been going through it. Like I was speaking with Tag prior to uh, you joining us, uh, this man has been going through hell uh, ever since he stood up to be a witness um, to the murder of Eric Gardner and, and speak out as a witness. You know, because a lot of people um, w- would not come forth, so he came forth. Has he ever expressed a regret for? those actions on his actions on that day in standing up as a result of these years long problems it has caused him yes he has um he questioned his actions like plenty of times i mean in the end you know he says you know it's worth it you know he did the right thing but yes he has he's regretted it because like i said before this he wasn't, he, he didn't have to worry about none of this, you know what I mean? He wasn't, Ramsey was basically thrown into this situation where you're coming from um, nothing, you know, you're a local resident, you know, you're just a regular person just trying to make a buy, you know, and so this changes like overnight, you know, instantly. So, yeah, with all the things that he's been through since then, which is understandable, like I feel anybody would kind of question it, like, wow, if I wouldn't have done this my life wouldn't turn out this way um but you know like I said all in the end he 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 you know it's just like I know I had to do this but yes he has he he's had you know um his moments where he felt that way right and and lastly um you know and this is more of an opinion and I want to know if you agree or disagree but I feel like his the treatment that he is receiving, you know, these are correction officers, jailers. They they not police. They may have wanted mm-hmm. to be police for whatever reason mm-hmm. and get on the police force. So they're going to do the next best thing to get in the position mm-hmm. of authority and power over people's lives. But do you think this is the his mistreatment is more of a message to the community and to anyone throughout the world who would stand up like Ramsey did against any component of the system. Do you think that's ultimately what his mistreatment is about? Is sending a message to us out here? Um, ultimately, for me, it's a mixture. You know, um, I do feel that you know, being that you put up the point, I do feel that it it is it's a, it can be a message. You know what I mean? And then 
for the most part, as you said, my other reason for it is just like, you know, either they wanted to be a police officer or they think of them like all the, I didn't make it to the force, but like we're, we're like them because we do have authority to do, you know, X, Y, Z. So I think it has a couple of different forms, but I do think mess- sending messages are, can be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So Asia, uh, a lot of us do know about, at least in general, what it is that Ramsey Orta did and um, to a certain degree what he's been suffering under. You mentioned the rat poisoning that occurred in, in Rikers and so many other just vile and, and vindictive behaviors. Uh, could you give us a bit of a sense of, of what it's like for you and, and Ramsey Orta's loved ones who are you know, directly impacted by his incarceration and torture. Could you just speak a bit about uh, how how you have to uh, be essentially incarcerated with him? It's often said that, you know, it's not an individual, but it's an entire family that ends up having to do those years when someone's on the inside. Yes, absolutely right. Um, Me, it is... Uh, it's a um, it's a horrific thing to go through. I think this is life altering for me because um, I've never had to deal with anything like this. I mean, you don't know how many phone calls I get constantly about them doing something for him, and then my oh my ultimate ultimately my end thinking of it is like they can hurt him, they can harm him, they can do whatever they want, and just might as well get away with it themselves. So for me, it's a constant worry. It's stressful. Is worrisome, as you said. You know, the people who are in there doing the time. When you have a loved one out here that is doing the time with you, literally from beginning to end, it is tiresome. It is the things that you witness is just like, wow, like this, this, this is serious. This is not a game. This is not all oh, that happens once you pump. No, this is this is serious. This is constant. So for me, dealing with it, you know, I just have a whole whole lot of um emotions and and things that I go through on my own you know because nobody nobody understands it and nobody gets it more than me you know what I mean and um you know because I've been here this whole time and I've dealt with it since day one so for me it's it's I just get I get scared I get worried I sit here every time I get the next call like oh my god I hope I don't get a call telling me they did something to him you know causing bodily harm and hurt him so it's hard um, it's very hard, uh, and yeah, that's the way I feel about it. It's, it's not easy at all. It's not easy. Certainly, certainly hear you on that, and can only imagine. Uh, you mentioned, of course, the the term political prisoner, which uh, very few, if any, of us, I think, would object to uh, using such a title to describe Ramsey Orta, given uh, the nature of uh, the reason for his imprisonment. So. Uh, I'm wondering, given how long a legacy there is in the United States and how how contested that question of political prisoners in the United States is, um, there's a very strong, uh, not always given or rarely really given the kind of uh, platform in the in the public conversations that they should have, um, if if ever really, but but an extremely strong and devoted. A community of um, political prisoners and their families and loved ones and supporters. Uh, yeah, how, so how, I, would, I would just interject mm-hmm. that, you know, some of the political prisoners I've talked to and those who are organized, like the Jericho movement, which was founded by a political prisoner, uh, the only qualification that they put out there, it doesn't matter to me 
what charges the person has, you know, doesn't mean always guilty. Um, and, and then sometimes people are just targeted. So um, they said the only criteria criteria is if that person, um, you know, determine uh, classifies themselves as a political prisoner, regardless of any kind of criminal charges the state may have brought all of this started because of a political act, which was standing up, you know, against the state representatives of the state and being a witness uh, uh, and a vocal witness to this, to Eric Gardner's murder. Right, right. And so, and so with that being said, recognizing that we have these longstanding organizations like Jericho and others who do specifically political prisoner uh, support work, um, how, how have y'all who are in support of Ramsey Order and uh, Ramsey's family, um, how have y'all connected with the broader political prisoners movement? I can't say we've been involved with any um, political prisoner. Um, I can't, I, I, I don't really see Ramsey. I'm, I'm, I know he's protested. I know, I know he's been out there in the field and done, you know, feet work, but um, to say, like, if we're involved with anybody else, the only people that we're, you know, um, somewhat familiar with and are uh, and you know, cahoots with and have a little uh, bit of a bond with is from the people from the Monia campaign. Um, because ever since you know, um, they reach out and everything, I've, I've, I've been on the radio show, you know, I've talked, they've let me, they allow me to to get out with phone over doing, you know, as much as they could have. Um, so I appreciate them, but yeah, it's, it's that's the only real person I could say that um, we remotely, you know, kind of being. I mean, we haven't actually been in contact with them, obviously, but to be a part of these worlds, you know, they understand. People of, of I mean, they they understand what we're going through. So it's more so of a, you know, we get it, you know, we get it, they get it, you know what I mean. But um, I can't say that he specifically, you know, um, been a part of somebody else's. Uh, political, you know, prison treatment. So, um, yeah. No doubt. And, of course, it's so much to keep up with, with just the specific treatments and, and abuses that he's facing. So I, I can imagine that that, in and of itself, you know, is full-time work all day, every day to, to make sure that, that he's supported. Uh, speaking of, uh, definitely want to find out how those that are listening to this uh, can support moving forward, uh, given that he's still facing this repression and um, is having medical issues and the solitary confinement um, and the just torturous conditions that, that he's up under. Um, before we get into that, so I was wondering if you could just briefly speak to the question of cop watching, which of course is what Ramsey Orta is being uh, punished for, for having done and did in a, an important and major way that, that uh, is historic, given how many of us were able to see just how murderous these slave patrollers are um, right there on the video directly. And then of course, the lack of you know consequences for those who participated. So um, could you just uh, speak on this question of, of Cop Watch, its importance, and uh, Ramsey and, and those in support of him, uh, their their role as regards Cop Watch in general? Um, yeah, basically what happened was Ramsey, you know, after his video, you know, went viral and, you know, um, he got contacted by Jacob Crawford, who was a co-founder of the We Cop Watch organization, and... Once they met, it was just an instant connection, and it went from there. You know, it went from them going literally to to out of the state for different places to do this. 
um, when he first started this, I mean, even to this day, you know, don't get me wrong, I am proud of him and what, what he continues to do and, his, and wants to, you know, the ventures he has that he want to pursue. And I'm very proud of him. And, you know, at the same time, though, for me, um, it's terrifying because we know, you know, once again, you know, you're now you're literally going after them. Now you're literally video them and, and, and things like situations like this, we know how this can turn out, we know how this can go um, and so, you know it, it, it worries me and things like that, but yeah it, he's, he's, he, that's, this is what he wants to do you know, so even when he comes out, you know, he wants to continue to do it but more so he wants to be in the field, but he also, they also would go around and speak at colleges and tell college students their rights and explain to them what we can watch does and what they're about and um basically just giving them you know lessons you know life lifelong lessons and uh yeah but he is i mean he, he enjoys it now when nobody aware it's like oh my god i just you know he this is this is in him you know it's embedded in him now so it's a part of his life and it's a part of what he felt his legacy would be you know and i get it you know what i mean you, you want to you're already thrown into this world you know so you know it once you in it, it's like it takes over you and you understand you know what other people go through so it's like yeah we want to do this because yeah we want to show the world just how how much we go through so um yeah so that's 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 just my take on it and um as far as like supporting and things of that nature i mean i tell everybody he has a support page is you know dreams the order support page and that's where they can find information and details and ways they can help you know it's always posted up there um everything everything and anything that we need help with that that we're working on that we're trying to the goal we're trying to reach everything's on that page if anybody though has questions anybody has certain concerns anybody has you know ways of really helping that they want to speak about they can reach out to me um and that's through his email which is official orta at gmail.com um i answer all messages promptly um so i get them all they open to my phone and i'm able to respond and i'm able to get people answers to their questions and what they can do or, or you know what they can send him which way they can support him you know so we um yeah that's those are the ways to, to get through to me personally and to see what's going on with him and you know what he's the kind of life he's living right now what he's going through really appreciate that and so again that's official ramsey order at gmail is the email address and you mentioned the support page is support yeah. ramsey order and uh ideally we could get that up on the page is that support ramsey order dot com or is that a facebook page no yeah, it's a Facebook, Facebook, yeah. Now, uh, real quick, I greatly appreciate your uh, holding us down with these minutes. And um, But before you go, you reminded me when you were talking about the ventures that uh, wasn't Ramsey working on a project uh, that was around a graphic novel? Um, is that still going on? And is there any way to support that project? Um, I'm sorry, what did you, what, what did you ask? I, I, I recall uh, I had seen somewhere that uh, Ramsey was working on a graphic novel or, or some sort yeah, of yeah. A, an, an art-related project. Could you mm-hmm. could you just briefly tell us a bit more about that and is there any way that Ted can support that? 
Um, right now, to be quite honest, we're still working on the kinks of it, but the overall project is, you know, we have a friend of ours um, named John, uh, Jonathan Burkhart, and basically what he did is he came up with this idea where he's a fantastic drawer, you know, he really knows how to draw and things of that nature, so what the comic book would entail is just like, there's just pictures of, of scenes and pictures of what, you know, um, certain situations that he was in, um, Ramsey was in. Um, like I said, as of right now, it's kind of put on hold. But the comic book, you know, will be, um, you know, we're trying to get that rolling and trying to get it in place and settled um, if we can, if it works out the way we want it to work out. So we're definitely still trying with that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. And right now, though, like I said, being that he's a part of the Week I Watch organization, um, it's a actually a, a I'm not gonna say a picture book kind of thing, but it's it's wrong. It's, it's pictures that are in the situation and the week I watch uh, college is talking about a whole host of things from you know the coronavirus to inmates and what they what they're going through and also speaking of about once again knowing their rights and knowing what they can and can do that's that's the goal of week I watch I could just say they just want to inform the world about what's going on how they can do something what they shouldn't do their rights their obligations things of that nature so that's we can watch this whole goal you know at the end so it's a couple of books actually being worked on as we speak about you know as we speak now um and you know ramsey myself and jacob crawford are all a part of these um these different you know um these different ventures um, going on so yeah we have a couple of things in the works and those things are are, are um, definitely a definite you know we're definitely working on that at, right now at this moment so hopefully those those couple of books will be out sooner than later as well but yeah it's different that's another thing like Ramsey's not coming home to sit around you know when he initially comes home you know he has to regroup and get back into the world so as soon as he comes home I'm not going to say he's running into that he has to come home he has to adjust, readjust he has to get himself centered he has to get himself back to normal as what if he can go back to you know being normal as possible but yeah so once he comes home he has, he has his time you know things like that um you know after a while well you think presume and be able to move forward you know but he has goals and aspirations right now he has things that he do definitely want to do and will do i mean he wants to write a book um he wants to with Sweet Hot Watch, you know, organization. Um, he wants to continue to, you know, protest, fight if it was right. So, like I said, he's all in. You know, he's all in with this. So, this is nothing that's going to end. There's nothing that's going to stop for him. You know, I could say it's literally in his blood, you know, right now. So, well, just do, I have just one request, Deja, before you go, and that is the next time you speak uh, with Ramsey is to relay to him that he has a lot of support in the new abolitionist community as well as you do, ma'am. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I definitely will let him know. Thank you so much. So greatly appreciate you, Deja, and ideally you'll be able to link up with us again soon here on New Abolitionist yeah, sure. Radio. No, sure, sure.